This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside former Bachelor star Colton Underwood's emotional decision to come out as gay. I'm like the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my life. Plus, former ER star Gloria Rubin on reuniting with the cast for a good cause and all about HGTV stars Aaron and Ben Napier's baby news. It's a girl! It's April 14th. Hi, beautiful people. This is People Every Day, and it is Wednesday, our weekly midpoint. And fun fact, I overslept today. Yes, I did. We have a whole teething situation going on with the littlest one. And once we finally got her back down at zero dark 30 this morning, I just zonked out. But for the grace of coffee, she is here and raring to go for this show. Uh, Later in the episode, I catch up with award-winning actress and devout environmentalist Gloria Rubin, who we all came to know and love as Jeannie Boulay from TV's ER. She opens up about getting the whole gang, including George Clooney, back together for an upcoming ER reunion for a great great cause. So stay tuned to hear her talk about that and reminisce a little on her time spent in scrubs. Uh, But first, let's talk top stories. It was announced today that Bernie Madoff, a man whose name has become synonymous with the terms Ponzi scheme, fraud, or, well, 2008, has died while incarcerated in federal prison where he was serving a 150-year sentence for his myriad crimes. These are crimes that touched everyone from stars like Larry King and Kevin Bacon to everyday people who lost their pensions and livelihoods. Madoff was 82 and is survived by wife Ruth Madoff. And as you can expect, his passing is bringing up a lot of old wounds, some that people still haven't healed from. But on to other top stories for you today. I am happy to have my guy, staff editor Jeff Nelson on with me to talk through all the other things going on out there. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Janine. What's up? Everything is up, right? There's some some big (laughs) news today. Uh, Let's talk about Colton Underwood, who is kind of shaking Bachelor Nation right now. He he went on GMA and really surprised everyone. Let's just talk about this story. Yeah, so he sat down with Robin Roberts. And, you know, they teased this last night, like really late last night. And it was just like giant exclusive on Good Morning America with Colton Underwood. And he came out as gay. I'm gay. So this was a huge moment in Bachelor history. Um, I mean, obviously, looking back on when he was on, he was, you know, fully touted as the virgin Bachelor. And now, I mean, coming out and sitting down with Robin Roberts, he told her, like, the reason that he was the virgin Bachelor is because he was gay. And whenever people asked him, like, for a reason, he, he didn't have one. It's been a journey for sure. Through the nerves, I can see the joy. I can uh, yeah. see the relief. I mean, I'm emotional, but I'm emotional in like such a good, happy, yeah. positive way. You could way. see in the interview, I mean, obviously in the beginning, he was super nervous, but um, I mean, you could really see how happy he was. And he said that he's the happiest and healthiest that he's ever been really getting this weight lifted off of his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So Colton was the lead of season 23. um, And as you said, known as the Virgin Bachelor, this was just a kind of moniker that he carried throughout. Um, But when he sat down with with Robin, I'm, I'm reading his quotes now. He said, I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time. And I'm gay. And I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing it. And and when 
when he was asked, you know, why he chose to reveal the news now, he said, I think overall, the reason why now is because I got to a place where I didn't think I was ever going to share this. I would have rather died than say I'm gay. So this was not an easy decision for him uh, uh, to, to come out in this way just his history to go on a show where you are surrounded by women you're you're no, like you're put into this like hyper kind of alpha male hetero you know normative situation um and to have to carry that with you and carry this news inside of you for all that time it had to have been just such a hard thing to um confront and and, and come up against yeah i mean he, I mean, in the interview, he opened up about, I mean, we know that he's a devout Christian. He grew up in the Catholic Church, learning that being gay was a sin. He, you know, he played football for much of his young life. So that was, again, like a very kind of macho persona that he had. I mean, he said that when he got the call that he was going on The Bachelor, like he prayed to God, like thanking him that he was straight. I remember that vividly of saying like, Finally, you're letting me be straight. Finally, you're giving me a wife, a fiance. And like this whole like kind of, yeah, like you said, like kind of heteronormative, like ideal yeah. fantasy. And I mean, being on the show, I mean, must have been pretty difficult for him. But he did. He apologized in the interview to the women who may have felt that he let them on. But I mean, he said that I mean, he was really trying to be straight. And he said that Cassie, the winner of Cassie Randolph, who, yeah, who he went on to date. Um, I mean, he said that he did love her. Yeah, yeah. So they had their own, you know, wild back and forth after that season where they were together, they were dating and um, and she even, you know, helped him last year. He, he had came down with COVID and, and she was by his side. Um, but there were also huge tensions like she filed a restraining order against him and said that he was uh, kind of stalking her in a way he showed up in an alley um, he had showed up at her parents house he she, she claimed all of these different um, things and he addressed that as well he said you know he was sorry for all of the people that he brought into his own internal battle um, and the people who had to kind of deal with the effects of him not feeling comfortable enough to be who he is and that he's gotten to that place now. So I'm just wondering, uh, how does this, uh, one, what have we heard from Bachelor Nation about this? How has this sat with the franchise, with fans um, who have followed his story for so long? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of, like a huge outpouring of support for him. And I mean, we saw host Chris Harrison come out. He posted an Instagram just saying that he was proud of him. Um, the producers of the show released a statement how they're inspired by his courage to embrace his authentic self. And I mean, we saw GLAD, the LGBTQ media organization, also come out with a big statement um, just about how important it is and how this reminds us that there's no timeline for coming out. People can take a lifetime to come out. And I mean, this is really just a good reminder that coming out stories do matter and um, everyone's story is different. And it's important to see people living their true lives. Yeah, so he is getting the support. Uh, Jeff, let's shift over to um, another guy who always gets my support because I'm a believer. I want to talk about <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> Are you a believer? Are you a believer, <laughs> Jeff? Just tell me. Um, 
I support his music. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think he's had a, a crazy journey and it's really been a journey to watch. Yeah, well, a, a journey that he's sharing even more of right now in this big GQ cover story that he did. It, for me, just looking at the pictures, I was like, oh my goodness, he's back. He's back. The hair is back. We have just a side swept bang, like old school Bieber's coming back. Um, but he <laughs> goes there. He talks all about his sobriety journey. Um, and well, before the sobriety journey, the depths of, of addiction that he went through and also his marriage to Haley Bieber and what that was like. And that wasn't all, you know, roses and sunshine either. So what were the biggest takeaways for you from, from Justin Bieber's new article? Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest, maybe the most shocking was really how candid he was about the dark place that he was he was in a few years ago. Um, I mean, he was talking about substance abuse and the drugs he was using to numb himself. And yeah, I mean, he even talked about how, like at his lowest point, his security guards would sneak into his bedroom at night to check his pulse to make sure he was still alive. Yeah. I mean, if you think about this kid, he was discovered by Usher uh, way back when from, you know, his his YouTube covers and things like that. And then just in the decades since we have seen just like the ups and downs, he talks about this sadness that he thought that success would fill like that. You know, if I if I sell out another tour, if I do this, if I sell all this merch or if I have this many followers, I'm going to finally be happy. And he could never really get there. But do we feel like Haley has uh, just provided some of that peace for him now, finally? Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, from I mean, in the article, he talks about how I mean, obviously, marriage is difficult. And especially the first year of their marriage was very difficult because he was still wrestling with his demons from his past trauma. But I feel like especially with over the past year with the last album, maybe the last two albums, you can just see that he's in a much different place. He made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. He (laughs) made a lot of headlines. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was I mean, now, I mean, hindsight is 2020. Like we're really I think there's a lot more empathy for what he went through. And like, of course, no one's going to come out of that normally. So I feel like having Haley in his life has really been a grounding thing for him. And you, yeah, I mean, especially on this new album, like there are a lot of love songs. You can oh, yeah. tell just how much he loves her. Well, and the last one too. It is just like these these odes to Haley. Uh, and I love, the. I have to dig more into Justice, this new album that he's putting out right now. But uh, the last, al- that was one of my pandemic uh, playlist albums where it was just a love fest for, for her. Um, but yeah, like you said, he did say that there were really tough times. They're young as well. And, and we know how that goes. But um, he writes that there was all all these things that you don't want to admit to the person that you're with because it's scary. You don't want to scare them off by saying, I'm scared. So he was still just battling through so many things. But also Haley, like she had to deal with um, what being Justin Bieber's wife in the wake of his huge, very storied relationship with Selena Gomez um, was like. So so what do we know about how things are? That was such a back and forth. Oh, my goodness. But how things are um, with them now? I mean, it seems like they're in a really great place today. And and we just saw them on vacation recently in the Turks and Caicos. He clearly just 
loves her so much. Like on the new album, there's even a song that's like, I don't deserve you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you can really see their love and I think how, how their relationship has really changed him for the best. I wish all the best for my Bieber because he's so awesome to me. I really do think like he's, he, I, I just, I felt for him so much because do, Jeff, like seriously, tell me if I were to give you, you know, a million fans and $3 million at the age of 14, would you be who I'm talking to right now? I mean, I probably would have invested it, so I'd probably be living in a nicer space. But no, I'm kidding. No, that would totally mess you up, of course. So I'm just, <laughs> Who knows where I'd I be I know, right, now. right? I'd be a hot mess. Well, I'm so happy that he's feeling better. So, Jeff, thank you for, for going through all of this with me so perfectly. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Janine. Next up, actress Gloria Rubin looks back on ER and is fighting for the future of our whole planet. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Award-winning actress Gloria Rubin is a woman who is pretty much out to save the world. We came to know and love her as Jeannie Boulay from TV's long-running medical drama ER, as well as her current role as Eloise Hastings on Showtime's City on a Hill. But off-screen, she is fighting the good fight for the environment as president of the nonprofit organization Waterkeeper Alliance, which works to protect everyone's right to clean water around the world. In support of the organization, Rubin just got her ER co-stars to sign on for a highly anticipated live reunion special. George Clooney, Juliana Margulies, the whole Late Shift gang will be back together on Earth Day, April 22nd. But here now, I have the woman behind it all. Hi, Gloria. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You are getting uh, a lot of big names behind this very recently. So let's just talk about the news that uh, your your former castmates, the, the ER gang, is getting back together in a, a live reunion. How did this all come about? I heard it's all your fault. I know. It's, and it's all my fault. <laughs> it's so kind of, it's so beautifully overwhelming because it has been so long since I've seen these faces. And this came about because there's a, a show called Stars in the House, which these two men, uh, Seth Dutsky and James Wesley, big lovers of theater and television shows and et cetera, started Stars in the House when COVID began to raise funds for the Actors Fund. And hundreds of thousands of dollars were raised. And then I also started raising, um, you know, doing Stars in the House by having these reunions of casts, again, whether from Broadway or from hit television shows, um, for other nonprofits. And so I thought, well, I wonder if they'd be interested in doing an ER reunion for Waterkeeper Alliance 
on Earth Day? And they said, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) what am I going to do now? So (laughs) wrote letters, sent them out to my fellow castmates. And so many of them said, yes, actually, we're going to have like a really full house. I'm thinking maybe we'll have to do another one in the near future. But really, George and Juliana and Tony and Noah and and Gorn and and uh, uh, Alex Kingston and Laura Innes and Paul McCrane and uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. I think I said Anthony and, and Yvette Freeman and CCH Pounder and some of the long time nurses, Tony Brazelton. I mean, it's just going to be amazing. Take me, take me, take me back into, um, I guess that, that era for you. What, what are your biggest takeaways from your time spent, uh, off, off camera, you know, reporting ER? Well, you know, at that time, obviously, again, it was a while ago. So people watched, we didn't have streaming then. Let's just put it that way. ER is definitely part of that, you know, must watch that Thursday night lineup. It was like how they used to call, you know, water cooler talk the next day. Everybody would watch Mm -hmm. the episode and then they'd talk about it the next day. Now, off camera for me, um, because it was so uh, prevalent at that time and continues to be, ER continues, you know, Hulu has aired every episode Mm -hmm. ever, which is insane, but kind of great. Over 300. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I was on for the first, uh, with it for the first five years. But um, Mm -hmm. for me, the storyline and, more to be revealed in the future about how that storyline came about and what it meant to me personally, because it was such an intense storyline and rightfully so, you know, broke down those barriers of the um, assumptions or the kind of misconceptions about who gets HIV, how they Mm -hmm. get it and, you know, how they can live their lives, particularly at that time in the mid nineties to the late nineties, when medicines were starting, the triple cocktails were starting, people were literally getting their lives back. But what we wrote for Jeannie, and to this day, it's one of the most proud things that I've done, that I've, one of the things that I've done that I feel most proud of, is how with the storyline that we wrote for Jeannie tackled everything. How do you say it? It didn't like beat people over the head with it. Do you know what I mean? It was integrated in her life in such a way that was so profound and so deep and so real and so real Again, you know, for me, with what I was dealing with in my life at that time with a, a loved one, um, it was very intense. I'll share one situation with you, one situation that I'll always remember. I was in a drugstore. I needed to buy toothpaste. So I'm standing there. It's a Friday. Mm-hmm. A young man came up to me and he said to me, um, excuse me, uh, Miss Rubin, I don't mean to interrupt you. I watched the episode last night and I'm HIV positive. And after watching the episode, you've been spot. I'm on my way to get to start treatment. It inspired me to get help. Wow. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. Like that's the kind of long lasting thing that really, you know, means a great deal to me. So, um, Oh, that's beautiful. It really was beautiful. And um, so, you know, um, rejoining the forces with Waterkeeper Alliance brings about that same kind of feeling for me. You know, that same Mm. kind of, what is it that I can do as an individual? 
That was actress Gloria Rubin. For more on her and the upcoming ER reunion, which will stream live on all People's social channels on Thursday, April 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, head over to People.com. And now, something fresh off of this week's cover that'll make you smile. I have to tell you, just the four letters HGTV make me smile. I'm addicted like so many of you. And this week, we had the stars of one of my favorite renovation shows, Hometown, on the cover, Aaron and Ben Napier, who shared the news that they are adding to their brood. Their three-year-old daughter, Helen, is getting a baby sister soon. But the road to baby number two wasn't easy. Years back, Aaron was diagnosed with a perforated appendix, a condition that makes it difficult to carry a baby to term. And she opens up to people about how sensitive an issue fertility and discussions around that can be. Take a listen. I have several friends and family who are close to me who want children so desperately. It's all they want in the world. And they're going to every length possible. And then somebody will ask them, you've been married like 10 years now. Are y'all going to ever have a baby? Or the worst, I mean, somebody will say something like, you know, who's got the problem, you or him? Or It's so hard and it cuts so deep and people stumble through it and don't know how to, how to answer that. Conversations around family planning just shouldn't happen until the person who is doing the planning brings it up. It's such a tender subject. And when you're the one who, you know, for a time we didn't know if I would be able to, and it was something that I knew I wanted, but I was also really, really scared. I was terrified to even try because what if, what if, what if and I can't, and then I'm just devastated. And I, what if, and we try and something awful happens and it's, it's this tragic, you know, loss for us. It, it was so, so much, so many things. And I had a fear of pregnancy in general. That said, Erin is so excited to talk about it all now. And little Helen is, too. Just listen to how she reacted to the news. So we found out it was a girl at nine weeks. And uh, we got the phone call and I said, Helen, guess what? It's a girl. And she completely did this whole like choreographed performance dance in this hotel room. Wishing them all the best and can't wait to see the new little one in mom's arms as she pours over paint colors and wallpaper samples on upcoming episodes. <laughs> Head over to people.com and pick up this week's issue for more on them. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>